Hi, this is Steve Bowes, and you are listening to Radical Research, a new conversation in HCM research with host Madeline Lerano on the HR Happy Hour podcast network. This episode on the HR Happy Hour network is made possible by WorkHuman, helping businesses energize cultures, drive performance, and unite workforces by creating human moments that matter. Visit www.workhuman.com. And remember to subscribe to Radical Research and all the HR Happy Hour Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Radical Research, the latest podcast to join the HR Happy Hour the and the podcast family at the HR Happy Hour show. I'm very thrilled to be here. My name is Madeline Lerano, and I'm your host and the founder of Aptitude Research. Before we get started, I just want to wish everyone well. I hope everybody is safe and healthy. I know this is a scary time for a lot of people, but we're sending you good thoughts and a lot of support as, as you're navigating this new normal and working remotely. I'm thrilled to be here today to talk to and, and share with you some insights with Bree Davern, who is the Director of Business Development at a company called RFX, a company here in Massachusetts that is a transportation and logistics company, and it's owned by all women. So it's a, it's a really exciting story. It's a company I've been following for a long time. We're going to have a lot here to talk about in terms of workforce and the changes we're both working remotely and we both have full houses here. So Bree, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for being part of this podcast as, as we're both here working remotely today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be included and to get a chance to chat with uh, being socially distanced and it's nice to be able to hear your voice. Same here. So I'm wondering if you could, because you'll do a much better job than I can, if you can tell us a little bit about RFX and, and the work that you do in transportation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so RFX is a freight brokerage, um, or some might define us as a 3PL, third-party logistics company, uh, which means that we act as sort of the middleman between customers who have freight that they need to ship and carriers who have trucks that they need to fill with freight. Um, so we're sort of acting as the matchmaker to set up people with trucks that they need for the goods that they need to move across country or even locally um, and acting as their liaison for any tracking and tracing needs that they have. Uh, and then of course, uh, handling any of their invoicing and charges along the way. Um, so RFX has been around um, with roots dating back uh, quite some time, over 50 years and uh, the brokerage starting in the 80s where that's when we started to do some of the matchmaking as opposed to just our individual trucking. Um, my role at RFX is pretty new in the past year. Uh, so RFX historically has been what would be considered like an agent type model, which means that our corporate office is a back end resource for agencies all over the country who are independent business owners running their own business. Uh, and acting as salespeople. And then we act as sort of their back office support to help them with any of the invoicing needs, customer support needs, and that sort of thing. Um, so last year I joined the team in order to sort of bring some of those in, um, sales inside um, to our corporate office. So this year in 2020, I'm really excited to be hiring a whole new team of salespeople to sort of get that brokerage model off the ground and running uh, here in our Massachusetts office. 
So interesting. Congrats on that new role. And, you know, one thing that is so interesting to me is also that you're a family run business. You've been around for 50 years, but you're also women owned. And that's probably really unusual in the transportation industry and dealing with so many different um, trucking companies and being a brokerage for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, like I said, we have date, roots dating back to the 1950s, and um, in in that time, it was a small trucking company. Um, actually, one of the first refrigerated trucking companies in the state, uh, and was originally run by Kimberly Welby, who's our current owner's grandfather. Um, and when he passed away, it was passed on to her grandmother, uh, Marion Welby, who was one of the first. Um, female business owners in our industry. So really cool um, sort of background for us there. Um, and then the company was eventually passed on to Kimberly's father and then eventually her. So it's now her turn to run this family owned company. Um, we have, you know, a lot of respect for that legacy. Um, but it is, like you said, now female, uh, female run, women owned, um, and, but we keep a, a good handle on that, um, you know, family roots that, that it has all come from. That's great. So a lot has changed since, you know, we've been emailing for a couple of weeks now about scheduling this podcast and thank you so much for being on it, but a lot's changed in our world since we started talking and you know, some of the challenges I think we originally talked about in terms of what you're seeing in the transportation industry and with trucking companies is now really impacted a lot by this global crisis and this pandemic that we're facing today. I'm hoping you could share with us a little bit about some of the challenges that you see, not only with RFX, but also with the broader transportation industry um, and how that's directly impacting employees. Yes, absolutely. Um, so just to start off with it, just locally with us here at RFX, um, I will say we're, we're lucky and um, blessed, if you will, to be some of the one of the companies that is able to work through this. Um, we are able to allow all of our employees to relocate to their own homes and work at a full capacity in uh, in their own safe spaces. So everybody is luckily working remotely. Um, we are fully functional. Um, what's nice is that we service customers all over the country anyway. So we're used to mostly over the phone contact, um, Zoom meetings and things of that nature to allow us to connect with people um, virtually instead of face-to-face. -face. So that's sort of our normal. Um, and now we're just getting a little bit more used to this, doing it um, you know, by ourselves in our own homes. Um, but so far, so good. Everybody's getting used to that sort of new normal and it's working for us. And I feel very lucky to be you know, one of the types of companies that is okay during this time. And um, we're really working to make sure that all of our employees um, are able to do everything that they would normally do and feel comfortable with their really job security as well. Um, as far as the industry though, it definitely is having um, a big impact, um, some of it in good ways and some of it in bad ways. Um, the, the first thing I would say is definitely that um, 
you know, the industry keeps on running and thank goodness that it does um, because that's what's keeping people fed and keeping people uh, sheltered and clothed and uh, getting the goods that we need to everybody. And especially that means for healthcare workers as well. So making sure that things can be transported from manufacturers all over the country. Um, so that means the trucking industry is still uh, rolling and people are still uh, shipping. That said, um, as far as our, you know, model as a broker, um, matching people up with carriers that they need, I will say that it can be difficult for other companies who are not necessarily essential in this time. Um, so manufacturers of other types of goods that are not related to healthcare or food industry right now um, have less availability to those trucks that are now dedicated to the efforts, um, which can be frustrating for them. And it also can um, create a problem for us for sales as well, um, because we need to make sure that we still have resources for those types of customers uh, and that we can keep help them keep their businesses running as well. Um, it means at this time that customers, uh, like I said, in the, in the healthcare industry or in the food industry are being given sort of priority to those trucks. Um, and if they have sort of regularly scheduled trucking with anybody, um, that's sort of slated down. And then if it's not, it really means that we're, we're raising the demand for trucking. And then in results, the pricing for things is going up as well. People are paying a premium um, for the trucks that they need. Uh, and that's really sort of driving the whole business, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so we're looking at it in a lot of different ways. Some of it is good. Um, some of it is uh, a little bit more frustrating. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing that we are definitely focused on as a company is, uh, like I said, employee happiness and wellness. Um, but at the same time, just thinking about and really appreciating and understanding what it is that the trucking industry does for the world and for our country uh, and and really sort of the, the whole thank a trucker movement um, in how they are keeping this country going and helping to make sure that we'll be able to get through this pandemic. Yeah, it's really amazing. I've, I've even thought about it myself, just obviously being on the outside, but um, we rely so much on this industry to support us, you know, healthcare workers, absolutely, but the food industry and, you know, everything we need is, is it's just so critical. And I think we've seen it in pockets before, you know, with hurricanes and certain, certain events, but this is such a collective experience that um, I imagine even for those companies that you work with that aren't in, in healthcare or delivering for, for food are thinking of reinventing themselves too, um, to, to help support those efforts. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely um, unprecedented, just the gravity and the, the stretch of, of what this is affecting, you know, like you said, a hurricane or a certain situation going on in a certain area always has that effect. And when we're calling customers in that area, we are definitely feeling the effects of those things. But this is definitely different in that it's affecting everybody in the whole country. Uh, everybody is working remotely, if unfortunately at all. Um, and it's something that is spanning for everybody and not just a particular area or demographic. Um, so it's it's definitely uh, an interesting time, and um, people are you know really rising to the occasion. Um, but I'll be I'll be happy to see it over. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I noticed one thing and, you know, I've been following uh, you for, for a while. And one thing that really stands out to me, and I, I talked talk to you about this um, even before we started this podcast, is the way that you do appreciate employees. Um, it's really exceptional. And if anyone's following RFX or wants to check them out, it's something that, that will stand out to you right away. There's so much um, that goes into employee recognition and appreciation and the employee experience. And, you know, that's been the case for certainly the few years that I followed you. Um, I noticed that there are still positions available on the website that, that you're still hiring. How has all of this impacted those efforts? You know, are you still recruiting? Um, how does that employee experience and those efforts that you put into the employee experience change or do they during this time? That's a great question. Um, so absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you've noticed that. It's definitely something that we are um, hoping to continue to grow upon. Um, the, the two things that I can mention that I think show that the most is, is a couple of positions that we've hired just in the past year. Um, the first of which is an education and development director. So that is brand new for our company uh, that we've created a, an entire full-time position for specifically educating and developing our employees um, from day one orientation and training through ongoing coaching, um, creating career development paths for all of our employees to make sure that they can continue to seek growth and improvement in their career, whether that means management for them or just continuing on in sort of the individual contributor position that they love but want to see themselves um, th flourish in. Um, so that's a brand new position this year and she is working hard to make sure that all of those employees feel the benefits of her uh, presence. And then secondly, we also have added the department for the people and vibe. Um, so that position and department is all about making sure that we have the happiest, healthiest, most engaged employees um, from you know, monthly employee of the month celebrations to new employee um, welcoming and even just answering uh, phones in the best way we possibly can and interviewing people. Um, and then of course, culture things like our wellness program um, or our birthday celebrations. So that's something that was really important to us to make sure that we're remembering that people are spending a majority of their time at work, sometimes more time at work than they are at home with their loved ones and making sure that we're making it a fun, happy, healthy place for them to be uh, was really important to us. And then um, as far as your question goes as to how the whole COVID-19 crisis is affecting this, uh, we're trying to let it affect things as little as possible. We actually just in the middle of all of this uh, work from home craziness, we just onboarded our brand new recruiter. So she's now the director of uh, the people and vibe department, and she's responsible for all of our recruiting efforts. So while so many other companies are, um, creating hiring freezes or even unfortunately having to let people go, we're actually still working towards continuing to hire. So we've um, added on our recruiting team and she will be working to add on additional agents all over the country to allow people um, employment opportunities even when they're not here near our corporate office and then eventually working towards hiring this entire new sales team here in our corporate office and of course any other positions that may be become may become available as we continue to grow um, and then along the way we just want to make sure that all of our employees that are working remotely are continuing to have the um, management support and um, 
alignment that they need to make sure that they are feeling comfortable and happy with what they're doing at home and that they're continuing to get that development that we've made so important along the way. Great. There's so, yeah, I think, like you said, there are so many companies that are doing freezes or cutting off any programs around wellness and well-being and not focusing on the experience. So it's so great to see that um, that's still such a priority. You know, one thing that stood out to me even on, on the website that you have is the new idea bonus, you know, really encouraging that thought. And, you know, if you could speak to it better than I can, but if employees have a new idea for the company, they're encouraged to share that and, and receive a a bonus for that. Yeah, uh, it's an awesome program that allows us to really sort of celebrate new ideas and people who are able to look outside the box and think outside of the quote unquote way we've always done things. Um, we want to continue to be progressive and innovative and think about how we can improve our service and create more efficiencies. And we really want people to be able to bring ideas to the table and feel heard, whether they're implemented or not. Um, every idea is a good idea and gets people talking. Um, so that's really sort of the, the, the basis around that um, bonus program. Awesome. So it's interesting, you know, you, you know, the work that you do and, you know, where you sit from being a brokerage firm, you're able to see this industry, this trucking industry from a very unique lens and perspective because um, you work with so many different companies. You know, what do you think will be some of the changes or the impact this will just have on the industry um, over what, overall? You know, we talked about a little bit in terms of the health healthcare and the food services. Um, are you seeing any shifts that you think might stick, um, whether it's positive or negative for, for the future? Um, I certainly think there's, it, first, I do think it's a, a bit early to know exactly what, uh, what sort of effects this will have long term. You know, I, I hope to see that really by, uh, by May that we're coming out of this, um, but it's so, um, it's changing every day. So we don't know how long term the effects will be. Um, that said, I think during this time is really when people will forge sort of alliances um, with the people that they can trust and know that they can work well with. Um, whereas sometimes customers are skipping around from one broker to another or one trucking company to another. Um, during this time is when they'll be able to really see somebody that uh, is very much there for them and can work through a, a sort of panicked situation and make sure that they have everything that they need. And I believe it will create more alliances between people like that, um, where people create a loyalty or a trust in one particular company or another, um, as opposed to continuously price shopping. Um, so sort of thinking more about that value and less about the savings um, is definitely something that I think could potentially come out of all of this, depending on um, each person's situation. Um, and then of course, it's yet to be seen what will happen when we come out of this. Um, right now, there's a lot of companies who are not shipping if they're, you know, considered non-essential companies or their doors have been closed or they're not manufacturing or their, or their customers are considered non-essential and not ordering product and they're not shipping because of that. Um, it, it's still to be said what will happen when all of those companies are able to resurface, um, what it will mean for rates for them, what it will mean for capacity as it relates to how, how many trucks are available to them. Um, so 
this beginning of, of being on lockdown and having people not working um, is yet to be rivaled by what will happen when everybody is working again. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be sort of a, a interesting thing to watch as to what happens and how we can make sure that we're making an impact for the customers uh, that we are able to forge uh, loyalties with. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And it's, it's that brand, you know, it's the brand that, that you've done a great job creating um, at RFX that, you know, people remember and rather whether it's challenging times or strong times. And those are the companies that, that tend to do well in both. So I think that's, that's well said, regardless of industry. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the benefits or sort of a light at the end of the tunnel that I have seen um, is really sort of social distancing and having companies locked down and having people work remotely. It's, it's strangely creating a little bit more of a camaraderie um, or a connection that when we were personally with people didn't necessarily always exist. So because people have less to ship or uh, less going on or they're working remotely and there's less chaos in their office, um, I feel like people are actually connecting more and I'm having more in-depth conversations with people and um, being able to get to know them a little bit more and potentially creating um, sort of connections that will last past this. And when they are up and running again, uh, that will all sort of work itself out. It's also something that we're trying to do uh, with our employees as well, trying to foster more personal connection with them. So not forgetting that just because we're socially distanced doesn't mean that we have to be sort of socially disconnected. Um, so trying to to make that sort of human connection with people right now. And I think a lot of people are really leaning into that because they are on their own or they are lonely or they do uh, crave that more than they normally would. Um, so I think it's sort of one positive in all of this scariness. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, it's with compassion too, right? It's kindness and compassion, which... Um, you know, takes away that, that fear of, am I doing something wrong? Working remotely is, you know, um, you know, we were even joking before we started this, you know, what, what if our kids walk in and we're on this call and <laughs> companies have to be compassionate about that and they have to be understanding and it creates a relationship and, um, you know, a, a bond. I think that that wouldn't necessarily happen to your point. Um, if we weren't all experiencing this together. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, any, you know, this is also great. I mean, I've, I've certainly learned so much and I think just the, the focus that you um, put on employees and, and the brand and, and really holding those values true through all of this is just so admirable. Any advice that you would give to other companies that are struggling right now and trying to figure out how to communicate with employees or, or think about just work in general during this time? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it goes back to really what we were just talking about is just remembering the humans behind the screens and the phone calls and having compassion for one another, understanding for each person's situation being different, but very much the same in a lot of ways right now. Um, so I think it's important for employers to, of course, think about their businesses. Um, it's something that we all have to think about of what makes sense during this time but also remembering um, that there's people's uh, lives and livelihoods um, behind all of this. And 
um, the more a company can do to make sure that their employees are taken care of, the more the employees are going to make sure that their businesses are taken care of. Um, so that's really needs to be the core of uh, all of our sort of thoughts and decision making. So true. I'll quote you on that one. That's very well said. <laughs> well, awesome. thank you so much, Bree. Thank you for joining me today. I know that this um, is a challenging time for so many companies. I, I think this is, and everything that you're sharing is just so inspirational. So I really appreciate you joining me today. I know everyone listening is going to appreciate this as well. So stay awesome. Safe. I really appreciate your having me. This was great. It was uh, nice to be able to chat about everything. Um, and thank you so much for including me. Of course. So thank you, everyone. And we will catch you on the next episode of Radical Research. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.